facts and lies and rock and roll. Do, 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 do. Fuck off. <laughs> oh, I did not know that this was an episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Hey, up. Listen to the facts and lies and rock and roll. I'm Planty, and I'm here with another mug giving me his time for free to talk about music. Who art thou, and where can thou'st be found? <laughs> right now, I'm on the other end of this uh, long string with a can talking to you. My name is Josh Wilson of the, um, what's what's my podcast called? <laughs> Super familiar with the Wilsons podcast. Me and my wife, Amanda, um, screw around for about half an hour every week, and then we let you all hear it. And you can find us by Googling, or if you don't Google because you don't trust Google, then your search engine du jour, super familiar with the Wilsons. We're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on all these other ones. We're on Planty Pods, we're all over the place. <laughs> oh my God, I'm never going to live this Planty Pods down, am I? <laughs> well, listen, that's all you're doing, bud. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to focus on that screwing around for half an hour a week thing uh because we don't need to know i do not need to think about the two of you uh, uh with your ca- with your car keys and a car keys and a ball at a party uh, well clearly we're not talking about that screwing around because half an hour is marathon like for me so <laughs> you do it four times yeah <laughs> oh yeah sure Did i mentioned that i'm an old man this of course is the podcast where we'll try and learn something Please, dear God, one of these weeks we are actually going to be able to learn something from the song that the guest has brought us along. Josh, what song have you bought for us? I have brought a song by Tom Waits called Tom Trabert's Blues, Four Sheets to the Wind in Copenhagen. As Part of that is parenthetical. Um, also kind of just known as Waltzing Matilda. Okay. Magic. Yeah, great. But why? Why did you bring this one? Well... Tom Waits is an exceptional lyricist, an amazing storyteller, and his voice sounds like he has been gargling glass for the past 58 years. Interesting story. I was like 19. One of my first jobs is working for this um, chewed up gristle of a man named George who was doing general contracting. And so he would go into someone's home, more more often than not a rich person's home, and, and make it, you know, fancier by knocking down walls and doing this and that. And I was this little dude boy, right? Skinny 19-year-old, don't know what the hell I'm doing, scared to death of working dude boy. So he has me in and I'm mixing plaster or something and he had his boom back, he had his boom box there and he's playing Tom Waits, who I'd never heard of. But it was just, it was haunting. It was an empty house. He had this music turned out turned up way loud. It was booming through the house, and it's just this haunting piano music with this guy with this gravelly voice. And for whatever reason, that confluence of events just kind of stuck Tom Waits into my into my heart. And so I started listening to his stuff, and he's just fascinating. You've heard him, yes? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it sounds like he's smoked a thousand cigarettes a day for thirty years. He's often, when you talk about um, songwriter, songwriter, you know that concept of people who, who, um, who the people who know what they're doing listen to? He's one of them. Yeah, you'd expect to hear him in a smoky club, wouldn't you? He is a smoky club. <laughs> of course he is, yeah, absolutely. So this album 
is an album called Small Change, and it's got a picture of him in the dressing room of a strip club with a stripper behind him. And it's just very much kind of a, a noir album through and through. Yeah, and I, I like that. I, I, I'm into that. I did uh, to go away and listen to a little bit on that. It's a, it's a funny song for him to pick. I wasn't entirely sure why this, because I've heard this song a million times, but I don't think perhaps I'd heard this version, but there are like, hundreds upon hundreds and hundreds of recorded versions of this. Um, Rod Stewart did a version of this. Rod Stewart did do a version of this. Which yes. I've not listened to because I kind it's, of don't want to. Yeah, it's not as good. It's Rod Stewart, isn't it? No, it's not as good. This, of course, is not the Waltz in Matilda. Not the Waltz in Matilda, but it does take quite a... Quite a pardon the expression, very, very northern British expression. It takes a lend. Uh, it borrows a lot of the uh, style, a lot of the sound, some of the lyrics. The original one, just to, just to give you a bit of kind of background, is Bush Ballad, which was a folk style song. And Waltz and Matilda means walking, waltzing with a Matilda, which is Hobo's Bindle. And that, <laughs> that's a song about a man trying to escape the popo and drowning himself. Yeah, you ain't gonna catch me, copper. Or something. It's not a very cheery song. What should someone who's researched better be able to tell the other one who's researched very poorly about the song? Um, so the, it takes this idea of waltzing Matilda, and there's so many theories as to the origin of this song, and Tom Waits himself has been a little circumspect about it, because he said different things at different times. There's this one story that he had a night on the town with a uh, person in Copenhagen named Matilda, a famous person, and things got a little out of hand. There's this other story that he wrote this song about a friend of his named Tom Trubert, and he has said this as well, who spent some time in jail. So I think that in general, when brilliant lyricists are writing a song, people assume that it's about one thing, when the reality is it's probably just a bunch of cool words and phrases that it's stuck together just for the fuck of it. I think in general, though, it's it speaks to a time where he was jacked up on drugs and alcohol, and, and he just found himself in a very depressing uh, space, and you can see that in the lyrics. Yeah. It, it, it's quite an epic, isn't it? it as, as I say a lot, oh, enough, go on. But it, it doesn't feel, I don't think at any point does it feel it's seven odd minutes, seven minutes, twenty, something like that. I can't quite remember. Um, but he's basically talking about um, it, it, some of the sections. In fact, this isn't about me and what I really like. What, what's your favourite bit? What's your favourite lyrical section? Well, first I want to talk about, and it is about you, because I really kind of want to hear what you think about it. Um, uh, it it's, uh, yeah, his songs tend to go long, but he's, you're so wrapped up in the storytelling that that you just want to hear more. You want to hear more about this world and what the hell is going on. My favorite line, and it vacillates, actually, as with most of his songs, but right now, and I don't even know if this is what I told you before when I, I sent you what my favorite line was, there's the last stanza and it says it's a battered old suitcase in a hotel someplace and a wound that will never heal good god that is so evocative and you get a picture of this person from those three lines if you had nothing else about the song but 
he doesn't actually mention the person in those three lines, but instantly you've got this guy nailed. Amazing. Now that's that is that's storytelling unparalleled as far as I'm concerned. This this dude should write scripts. I, I couldn't agree more. And straight away you can picture who he is. You could recognize him if you saw him in the street, right? Oh yeah, because he's got that suitcase. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, attention, and, please. and the wound that would never heal. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of things that I, I, I did like. Um, I, 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 he, he mentions a St. Christopher, which of course, as we know, is a patron saint of travelers. Um, not Interesting. Kind of travelers. They say that patron, patron saint of travelers, of sailors, and some people would say patron saint of bachelors. All right. Okay. Which is a little interesting twist too. Mm, yeah. Excellent. Uh, and the line is, and the maverick Chinaman and the cold-blooded signs. Now, Chinaman is not the preferred nomenclature anymore, of course, uh, as as we know <laughs> yes. from future hundred things you learn from film episode with yourself. <laughs> yes, yeah, so don't waste that fact, bud. <laughs> it's fine. We'll 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 come back to that one. Yeah, um, but yeah, it it. it talks about i think a grimy world talks about striptease shows and old men in wheelchairs and god uh, uh blood and whiskey bushmills gets a mention and ah oh, good yeah it just it, it i've listened to this about 20 times since you mentioned it a couple of days ago about 20 times and it's great it's an inter- interesting thing all the best writers they show you they don't tell you mm. and so i was taking um uh, a writing course way freaking hundreds of years ago. And one of the things they said, when you talk about show, don't tell people can spend paragraphs trying to describe, let's say a, a, a CD, a CD situation, or they can, they can spend paragraphs trying to describe uh, an unpleasant place, or they can pick one thing in the room and describe, describe that to such detail that all of a sudden you're drawn in. And that's the idea of show, don't tell. Sure. And so these lyrics, I'm an innocent victim of a blinded alley. And I'm tired of all these soldiers here. No one speaks English and everything's broken. And my Stacy's are soaking wet. I, I mean, come on. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. The, the world, this is like, um, tell you what this reminds me of is a uh, fucking movie. <sighs> Jesus. Harrison Ford, the robots. Um, Blade Runner, yeah, excellent, yeah. I mean, just that that level of seediness uh, is what I get there. And so I'm more. picturing a, a person just who's hopeless and helpless and stuck. I lost my Saint Christopher now that I've kissed her. Wow, there's layers there. So patron saint of traveling, he's uh, encountered this this um or he's had this encounter with this person and it has caused him to lose his luck or lose the, i mean was he thrown in jail is that why he lost his saint christopher is you know was he did he die some people think this song is about suicide there's a nice uh comedic angle to it um, yeah yeah let's let's dwell on that uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I, what's what's stacy's what is stacy's from what I could understand, because I used to think it was um, the shoe covers, but then that's spats. I think yes. Stacy's are a slang for um, suspenders. Oh, right. Okay. I couldn't find it anywhere, so we're just going to no, say I it's couldn't. suspenders. Okay. Tom Waits, outside of music. Are you a fan of his film roles? He's odd. 
his film roles are um, as eclectic as his his songs are. I mean, he was Renfeld, yeah, in um, Bram, which I think is the perfect uh, uh, role for him. By the way, mm-hmm. could not have been more Tom Waits than that. I've not seen him in much else, but I've known that he's been out there and he's done things that have. What else have you? Are you aware of him in? He things think there's things I like him in. There's there's things I kind of like but i don't really think he's 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 needed in i think he's better than that mystery men movie you know the superheroes yes. that that are, yes. that are yes. shit with with bill macy um yeah that that he's the like the inventor he's like q for those guys he's pretty good in that um but i absolutely love him in there's a robert redford film came out a few years ago called the old man and the gun oh it's it's a it's a it's a really fun little movie uh he's He's a bank robber, so he's one of Redford's kind of gang of three bank robbers, and and they they do these jobs. And Redford is this, uh, you know, just such a nice guy, so friendly. He walks in, you know, he's got a gun, but has he got a gun? Kind, you know, it's it's that kind of thing, you know. Um, and and Tom Waits is one of them, and he has this great. I'm not going to ruin it for you, but he's got this great story about why he hates Christmas. And it's not Phoebe Cates, by the way, uh, <laughs> from Gremlins. But it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. No, I'm, I'm a kid. My dad leaves. And when I turned a teenager, my uh, mom remarried, and she remarried uh, to a cop. So, come Christ, I know. I'm already doing petty crime and that type of thing. Anyway, the first thing he does is he changes all the locks on the house. And, uh, and he writes a 30-page manifesto about what, what's, what's going to happen now that he's in charge. And uh, things that we have to do, things we can no longer do, that type of thing. Well, anyway, it's Christmas time. I go out drinking. I come home late. The house is locked up like a federal prison. I, the only window available to me is a high window, and I get up into the high window, and I get halfway through, and I start losing my balance, and I'm hanging on to the Christmas tree, and the balls are falling, and the tinsel's tinseling, and I see through the tinsel, I see my stepfather in his whitey tighties in a <laughs> combat position with both hands on his revolver, and he's ready to squeeze one off, and he says, freeze! Freeze, sailor! <laughs> he never referred to me as sailor before. It was a, a first. And so I, I uh, things got worse from there, and, uh, and that's why I hate Christmas. He is great in that. He is fantastically utilized. That he was also grizzled old prospector in that Buster Scruggs Netflix kind of presentation about cowboys. I want to say that was a Cohen's. That had something to do with the Cohen's. I don't think it was Cohen's written, but I think it was Cohen's produced and, and parts of it. It was it was little sketch kind of things and he's this grizzled old prospector. He's great, you know, singing along and talking to his donkey and yeah, you you, you watch that just for that bit. Watch that just for that I'll do, I'll do that. I'll do that. The rest Surprising fact about Tom Waits that mm-hmm. that I just learned Apparently he's super Catholic. Oh right, okay. Did you know that? I did not know that. No. No, he's he's very very Catholic. Very very much a um, kind of believes in all this. Which, if he's going to pick a religion and he's going to pick a religion that is able to weave a good tale, then then that's it right there. Because because yeah. they are good at that. They are good mm. at 
at spinning a yarn. Yeah, absolutely. And being hard done to. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, okay. um, but he, he was he was stepping out with Bette Midler at one point, right? I mean what? How, Yeah, in the seventies he was stepping out with Bette Midler. Oh, okay. Well that's a that's yeah. a different time. So he's married and he's been married, happily married to Kathleen Brennan for a long time. actress, I believe, and, and screenwriter yeah. and producer in this. And so by all accounts, he is a lovely family man now. So he went through his hard period that is reflected in this song and and um and he decided that wasn't for him. So and apparently he went down a real hard road too. All right, okay. Wow. But he lost his Saint Christopher and so now he's he's saved. <laughs> See how we tie that all up? It's just very good. Yeah, it's great work. Anything else you want to mention about the song? Um, I recommend that that album. The album is called Small Change. And like I said, it is I had I was hard pressed to pick only one song from this album. This might be my favorite album. There's another song, it's the last track. It's called I Can't Wait to Get Off Work to see my baby on Montgomery Avenue. And it is just a lovely little love song in the Tom Waits way, which is a little differently twisted, but fascinating. And it doesn't take long for you to get past his voice and then accept it and then miss it when you don't hear it. That That's a really good, that's a really good way of putting it because I, I knew downtown train as an example, as a Rod Stewart song, right? And if you've heard the Rod Stewart version and you like the Rod Stewart version, you've got to go away and listen to the Tom Waits version because it is perfect. It is heart-wrenching. Whereas the Rod Stewart version is all fucking hairspray and tight, you know, tight trousers. This is, you know, a, a man kind of, will I see you tonight? Like, will I see you tonight? Or, or what? Whereas, you know, Roger Stewart is, well, I see you tonight, and if I don't, there's probably loads of other birds. <laughs> uh, you know, so, yeah, for me, oh, yeah, Downtown, downtown Train's my favourite one, but it, it, it would because I've only kind of delved slightly into the, the Tom Waits catalogue. Yeah, so here's the thing, and this is, this is what makes his voice not only bearable, but enjoyable. It's believable. Yeah. It's him. It's not an act. Now, can he sing? Can he proper sing? Yeah, there's a couple songs where he he ditches some of the gravel, and they sound great. There's a song called Hold On, one of his later songs, a six-minute masterpiece that's just this nice um, uh, the, the story of people who who, uh, who get sick of a town and they, they leave the town and all this and that and blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. But the idea is that, that he can soften his voice, but when his voice is all spit and gravel like that, you believe that that's just coming from learned experience. There's value in that. Oh, uh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. There's no polish. There's no auto-tune. There's no... Yeah, it's, it, it is, it's emotion, and it is raw, and it is real. And he is, he, is, he is willingly sharing it. It's not voyeuristic like some of these fucking reality shows. It is this guy just bleeding out onto the floor and, and inviting us to watch. Oh, Ugh, for sure. Jesus. <laughs> that's a great way of putting it fantastic way of putting it okay anything else before we finish yeah, that'll do it smashing Josh it has been a pleasure talking to you about one of your favourite songs once again for the road uh, with your St Christopher in your hand where can the lovely people find your we are at the end of a of a Google search called super familiar with the Wilsons 
So you search that up and you'll find us on all sorts of uh, podcast catchers. And we invite you to come listen to us talk shenanigans. Yeah, I, I love your podcast, as you well know. You don't need me to tell you, and the listeners probably don't at this point because they've listened to me talk about it. On 100 Things, you've helped us out with a lot of a lot of American-centric facts and nonsense about Florida, um, which is which is great. But yeah, I, I, I honestly feel that, listeners, if you feel that you need right now an extension of your family, the Wilson family is the extension to have every Monday slash Tuesday, depending on when they can get their shit together. Uh, it's Every uh, it's, Monday. It's... <laughs> get out of here with that. It's just me that throws things late, not you. Um, and they... They really invite you into their home and the, I guess, the realities of being, certainly for Amanda, the realities of being married to a man who thinks he's the fucking quiz master, which is you know, great. It's just to allow the people for, to judge for themselves. <laughs> of course. Brilliant. Uh, thank you so much, Josh. Uh, you'll, you'll be back on again, of course, uh, to talk about another song at some point in the future. But yeah, we'll now, have to set that up at some point. <laughs> the curtain, Josh, don't don't move the curtain. <laughs> but for now, uh, Josh Wilson, thank you so much. Uh, he's been Josh, I've been Planty, and this has been another episode of Facts and Lies and Rock and Roll. Facts and Lies and Rock and Roll is very good indeed.